Hi everyone, welcome to episode three of Blurt Thoughts, Being a Man. I'm Stephanie and we also have Azri. How are you today, Azri? Hi, Stephanie. Uh, I'm good. A little tired, but that's expected every time we record. It's what, 2am Singapore time? So, mm-hmm. well, part and parcel Azri of doing bends. this. Azri bends for my time. Yes. Um, yeah. So, today's episode mm-hmm. is Being a Man. Um, and we thought we'll start with something that we both kind of talk about quite often in terms of what we feel makes a man attractive. Mm-hmm. Azri always tells me that I like carpets, a.k.a. men with body hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, no, I, let's begin there. <laughs> I feel that I need to explain, like because people are always going to jump on such labels. Like when I say carpets, mm-hmm. like a nice, mm-hmm. beautiful Persian carpet. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, there's a lot of different types of carpets, right? And I, like, I don't really know how to say it because usually when someone tells, when you say that someone is really hairy, the connotation is negative. I mean, it, it, immediately you think like, oh, someone who's not very well groomed. But if you say carpet, people will be like, whoa, is it like Italian mm. Renaissance? So <laughs> I just think that it's a nicer way of, you know, saying someone has nice body hair. And mm-hmm. Stephanie has always been into it because I didn't really get it, but I was just like, okay, cool. But I guess as I grew older, I'm like, hmm, interesting. Over the 10 years, I've converted him into oh. perfect. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's also because partly sometimes, especially from an Asian context, if you look at a lot of Asian guys, a lot of them look very young. I think mm-hmm. it's also, it, I mean, it's a blessing to look young. But some look really, really, really young. So I think in a way, the fact that they are growing body hair, you're like, oh, okay, they have at least hit puberty. <laughs> they, have, they have crossed <laughs> that line. It's safe. It's safe. But otherwise, I'm always like, oh my God, are they like, what, 14? Oh God, no, 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 back off. But actually, they're 25. And mm-hmm. you couldn't tell because of how young they look. So... Because we're talking about body hair, um, and like from a physical perspective, what do you think makes a man, including body hair? Should like, this be there are so you many answering stereotypes. this? This should be your. No, but you're the man. But you're the man. <laughs> mm, I'm a boy. So, uh, <laughs> correction: Azri's a boy, turning into a man. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. I always. I'm always very iffy about answering such questions. Not. No. No. Not if in a bad way, but more is like, I think I've never really fit into what society thinks of a man. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. because, okay, since this is a podcast, I think I should explain. Like, I am 177cm tall, uh, which is about 5'10", 5 foot 10 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I weigh 52 kilograms, the last I checked, which is about 98, 100 pounds. So that alone tells you that I'm a very skinny lanky boy and man boy boy i'm a boy (laughs) but so it just makes me feel like i'm not really like the best person to talk about about you know in like physicality especially because like every every single guy i know is way more physically more impressive than i am but that's the thing though like how does society's expectation of like this is how a man should be physically, like, make you feel. Like, I think women have so many, like, issues with body image in terms of, Mm, like, waist size, boob size, hip size, whatever. Um, And, like, I think it's the same for men as well. As you said, like, they need to be stronger, muscular. Um, Like, how does that make you feel? Or, like, like... I feel like you can be whatever. Like, there shouldn't be a... Like, I think every one of us prefer... I'm saying this in, like, a broken thought process. But, like, every one of us have different preferences in terms Mm -hmm. of body type, um, whether it's male or female. And, like, I think each of us have a different... Like, I am, like, humongous in Singapore. um, No, you're not. Stephanie is skinny, just FYI, for everyone not. who's listening. In in London, I am small. In Singapore, I am huge. And like, 
Like, no. if I stand okay, next wait. to half what? the Chinese girls, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of the Chinese girls or Asian girls, um, although I am Asian, um, like have skinnier legs, but like my thighs are not that big. But in comparison, are much thicker in in the Asian context or like in the context of Singapore. And like, like I wear like a L size or a double XL sometimes in Singapore when I wear an S or an M in Europe. And I think like it's kind of like everyone has different body types, but I think different parts of the world define different ways of what your ideal image should be. And I was just kind of wondering from your perspective, from like a male perspective, how does that make you feel or how, like, like what is the, what are the pressures from a, from a society? Like how, how do how do you feel pressured? Like, do you care? Mm. Okay. First of all, we, we do have a few things to address because first you mentioned size and how you wear bigger sizes. First, it's not really a fair comparison because there are certain shops where the cutting is not really it's not really a, re a representation of the size. Like, I do wear t-shirts, some of them which are XL. Mm -hmm. Because that's just how they sort of, like, created their pieces in. So that is not really fair. Second of all, when you say that you stand next to half of the Asian girls and you're bigger, well, I mean, if you compare yourself to a twig, you will always be bigger. Right? If you put me next to a snail... Obviously, I'm going to be huge in comparison to a snail. So I don't think it's so much that... I mean, let's be honest. What's your weight or what's your mass if we're being very scientific about it? Way more than you. I think I'm like a 58 or something. Oh, yeah, 58. 58. But I'm shorter than you. I'm shorter than you. You're not that much shorter than I am. I think I'm like 5'5 five five or 5'4. Five 154. I wait, think your so. 164. 164. 164. 164, your weight is 5'4. 5'8. Five 5'8. Five five That's fine. That's within the acceptable. No, I, I, no, no, what I'm saying is it's not about like my height or my weight. Like I haven't actually weighed myself since like school or whatever. I think it's kind of like just my body shape is different to a lot of girls in, in Singapore. Like mm -hmm. in secondary school, like a lot of girls, like a lot of girls have very skinny legs. I'm not saying my legs are fat. Like I, I love how I look, like I'm comfortable in my body shape now, but like, I think in secondary school, it's kind of like, um, like there were girls with like skinnier legs and it's kind of like, it's kind of like in Singapore, the skinnier you are, the more pretty you are just in terms of general frame, like the more petite you are, which I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm petite in any way. Um, like the more petite you are, the more prettier you are. And I think that's the same thing for like boys as well, where I guess in Europe, you need to be like broader, muscular physically. In Singapore, they're kind of like, I don't know, we talked about chicken legs earlier. So that's why I was kind of like wondering, mm. kind of from a male perspective, there are so many different body types, but there's always kind of the stereotypical body type that you need, like you need to fit into. Mm. In Singapore, it's like the skinny... Um, skinny legs, skinny frame, small, petite, cute type look. And then in like Europe, you have like the bl the blonde, um, right. like supermodel type of look. Okay. And it's kind of like, so th that's why I was kind of saying like from a male stereotype perspective mm -hmm. in Singapore context or in kind of a global kind of context. Well, Okay, if I'm if I may be so bold, I think the only thing that guys secretly always compare each other with is their sexual organs. That's that's mm -hmm. always a thing that it's not outright they don't say it, but everyone mm -hmm. is secretly comparing, especially if you're straight. I think mm -hmm. maybe maybe even gays do it. I, I don't know, I don't know, but that's what I've noticed. But in terms of physicality, I don't think there's ever a conversation about like okay i need to look a certain way um i think it's more some guys just feel like you know they want to look good like i've talked to some guys who say that you know they choose to train and work out and build up their muscles because they want to look good in clothes mm -hmm. and i'm like wow you're willing to sacrifice so much just to look good in clothes because i thought that you would exercise because you want to be healthy you, you know like i i thought like mm -hmm. that's the the payoff but apparently not for them so that's one thing 
I think for me personally, at first it really did bother me because there was a very, there was quite a big period in my life where I kept trying to gain weight. I really kept trying to, you know, really eat a lot and really eat and bulk out and bulk up. And I hated it. I really, really hated it because I really felt like, I mean, I love food, don't get me wrong. I enjoy good food. But do I, you? Yes, I do. But <laughs> Asri I, doesn't eat. I do. I could eat better, but I do eat. But um, <laughs> one thing I struggled with was like, I felt like I wasn't enjoying the food. I was eating. I was forcing myself. And I really hated mm-hmm. the, the feeling of how full I was every single meal. And then, you know, people told me to like take things like mass gainers and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I was like drinking like gunky liquid. I was like, oh, I mean, milkshakes are nice once in a while, but you tell me to have them like every, every, day. every day, it really sucks. And so I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to be healthy. I'm just going to be healthy. That's, that's enough mm-hmm. for me. But I think for me, it's a, bit, it's a bit different because my preferences are different. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say this without revealing stuff that I'm not comfortable with on podcast. That's fine. But um, yeah. But I think for me, if I were to look at guys, I think for me, a lot of guys, I always think like a lot of them all look really amazing. I've never really had any mm-hmm. issues with how guys look. But I will be very honest. I am a little uh, wary when. Uh, a friend of mine is really, really, um, uh, how do I say this nicely? Um, really overweight. Bulky? Overweight, yeah. Yeah, because I have lost a friend uh, who died of complications due to obesity. And mm. recently, when my cousin, I, I think I told Stephanie a few, yeah. just last week, my cousin another one of my cousins passed away and it was also due to complications to obesity and it really makes me very scared. Uh, mm. So that's one thing that I feel uncomfortable with. So you kind of said how you were um, trying to gain weight to kind of become that muscular, stronger, like bulkier person that everyone think it's more masculine. Mm. Um, what then made you st- decide like this is not my body type this is not my body this is not how my body is naturally like all I need to do is be healthy like what I guess what was your because I think at some point you were kind of like trying to become that expectation of that broader muscular like not Mm. that you're not muscular now like just kind of bulkier Mm. bigger person yeah but then kind of like accepted that your body frame is just leaner and like, what's important is for me to stay fit, to be healthy. Like, what motivated you to do uh, that? Or like, what was the turning yeah. point? I think for turning. me, it was really looking at my friends and sort of seeing like the sort of damage they were going through. I had friends who were trying all sorts of uh, crazy diets and exercise regimes. And, you know, they would mm-hmm. be suffering from it could be little things like bad breath or acne breakouts or whatever to really mm-hmm. bad stuff like uh, complications, like, you know, like feeling lightheadedness during school. And I mean, we were like 20s, you know, early 20s. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't really expect someone to like just be dizzy and feel like collapsing in the middle of a school day. Yeah. So that, that really made me rethink my priorities. And then because mm-hmm. uh, I was in science, like Stephanie, I was in chemistry, it started making, I started reading like ingredient labels of all these protein shakes that I was taking. I realized they were very, very synthetic. They were very, mm-hmm. I mean, in a way they're chemicals, right? They're chemicals to enhance human performance, right? In a way. And so yeah. I felt like, this is just my personal take, but I just felt like, is it morally good? Like, is it good for me to do this to my body? Because in a way, I just ask myself, is it akin to like athletes taking steroids during a competition? It's sort Mm -hmm. of like the same, Mm -hmm. right? It's still performance enhancement for different Mm -hmm. goals. And Mm -hmm. so I just decided, that was where I decided, let me be healthy. And so I did things like, I would look at myself and like, hey, you know, I have muscles. They're small, you know, they're not very big, but you know, I have muscles and I look pretty good and I'm okay. I'm healthy. I'm healthy and... I think that's how I started to slowly move away mm-hmm. from that and, and being okay with it. And I think once I mm-hmm. really like 
accepted that like I think uh, people around me also felt that and they started like looking mm-hmm. at themselves differently as well because like hey Azri could be so appreciative of his body and you know and mm-hmm. he looks even better now than before mm-hmm. so maybe I could do that for myself and do the same and achieve something similar for myself and like I think you're right like I think for me it's about the same like I think I was I, I don't think I was I was a bit body conscious when I was in secondary school mm-hmm. and like when in PE and stuff like that where every other oh girl God, that I you run with like yeah I, I failed PE like I'm proud to say that I failed everything um I can't run to save my life um but at the same time it's kind of like um like all the girls with like had skinnier legs um and like just a smaller body frame like I have like broader shoulders and that kind of thing but then I think as I grew old and like my uniform just wasn't flattering for my body type um but as you said like there were a lot of girls trying to but I think I I was at a point where I as you said, like, I, I didn't want to force myself. I don't think I did any crazy diets or anything like that, but I I would just, like, skip meals and do that kind of thing. And, like, we hear a lot of those stories amongst girls, and I think as girls, we kind of openly talk about, like, oh, I need to lose weight, I need to do this, I need to do that. Do boys do that? Or do they kind of suffer in silence trying to achieve the body type that they want? And I think the other question that I had was how does that then match up to like self-confidence, like body image and like self-confidence and self-esteem? Mm. Two questions in one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to try to answer that. But one thing that I hope it links to what I'm going to say is when you talked about how uh, you failed PE. Now, um, mm. for, for anyone listening who's not from Singapore, Singapore school systems have this program in place called the NAFA test, which is basically the National Physical Fitness Award Scheme. So NAFA scheme, basically. And both boys and girls requ- are required to sit through five stations, sit-ups, sit and reach, pull-ups. standing broad jump, pull-ups, uh, shuttle run, and 2.4. 2.4 kilometer run, which I failed consistently. 2.4 kilometer run. Okay, so I'm sorry, six stations, not five. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, it was supposedly emulating the UK military uh, fitness so-called fitness uh, examination style. And I think that's where it starts for boys because the pressure, you could feel the pressure because first of all, the boys, the passing for boys is way more stringent than for girls. Just as an example, uh, for those who are from America or from those that use the American system, 2.4 kilometers is 1.5 miles. So it's a 1.5 mile run. For girls, you could complete it in 24 minutes and it's considered a pass. Oh, I think half an hour you could pass in half an hour. So Stephanie failed. So she took longer than <laughs> half an hour. No, no, I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything. I'm just trying to explain. I am not embarrassed. I'm but like, for it's boys, a fact of life. But for boys at 16, you need to get at least, if I'm not wrong, 13 minutes to pass. So that alone shows the need for boys to be way better than girls in terms of cardiovascular endurance because that's what that particular station mm. tests. The only component, and then and then you have pull-ups because boys have to do the full pull-ups at 16, which is the full hanging pull-ups, and then girls can do, can do the inclined pull-ups. And I guess the argument they have there is like, you know, boys are physically more muscular and more capable of doing it versus girls, which biology supports, so I understand where it comes from. But I think it sets a tone because, for example, in my school, if girls failed, it's fine. Girls will continue to play games or try whatever. But boys, if they fail, they will be put into this thing called the remediation PE classes where they do more physical training, more physical stuff, and they keep retaking and retaking and retaking the test mm-hmm. until they pass. And then when, it hits, when they hit 18 years old, whether they go to whichever school, the NAFA test becomes another rubric because they need to sit for a new revised NAFA test, which consists of three stations, push-ups, sit-ups, and 2.4. Mm-hmm. And if they pass, they get a shortened duration for the national service period, which is basically compulsory military training for Singaporean males. So if you pass it and you're healthy, you, can, you only have national service for 22 months. If you fail and you're healthy in terms of your weight, it's 24 months. If you pass and you are obese or overweight, you are required to go for two and a half years, if I'm not wrong, or two years and three months. So basically 27, mm-hmm. 
27 months. So I think these programs in place sort of create that illusion or create that mentality that boys need to be fit or at least mm. have some level of fitness mm. to so-called be a man. I'm, I'm not sure whether that makes sense, but I think it's sort mm, of yeah, like... Yeah, it does. It's sort of like, you know, it, it's a very mm. small build-up, right? Like everything from school sort of builds up to this point. Yeah. And then there was also the whole thing. Uh, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of anecdotes and analogies I can give, but I don't want to speak too much without giving Stephanie some time to discuss her points of view. But I think that is how boys get affected. But mm. to Stephanie's question, whether boys suffer in silence, I think they do because this is sort of like what we discussed last episode or the previous episode, that boys don't really want to verbalize anything emotionally because they've been taught from young not to so it's like these two problems sort of compound and then mm. i think that's why boys suffer in silence and men suffer in silence and then you have cases where boys have a way higher suicide rates than women so yeah mm. that's what i feel and like like the whole body image situation like mm. in terms of how much hair you have like um how muscular you are I guess, how much does that form your masculine identity? Are you asking me? Yes. How or much? like in general, like how much, like from the people you know, like, like I feel like I've seen kind of a spectrum of, I've, like I think when, you, when we were growing up, when we were say in primary school, like the whole looks thing was something that only girls cared about or like boys shouldn't mm. care about and then when you're in like i think when we were in secondary school the whole metrosexual thing was kind of a, yeah. a thing yeah and like there was a big growing acceptance of men being taking care of um being a bit more open about how they look and how they mm. look impacted their confidence and i kind of like the whole stereotype about having body hair or not having body hair or like having broader shoulders being muscular being fit passing physical fitness tests just to sh show your masculinity like how much of that affects like your like like this is there a spectrum to what that could be or do you think like people have this set def definition of if you're a man you should have body hair you should be this you should be that like what is the spectrum and like how I guess how do men talk about it to each other because like we talk like within girls so we kind of like oh we shave our legs we do this we do that like it's it feels kind of a normal conversation but I don't know whether that's kind of a, a normality that, that's the or thing I don't really sorry you were saying something no, I'm just kind of saying, like, is it a normality in Singapore? And do you think that there might be, like, different cultural situations where in different countries, like, boys talk about it differently? I think it's, an, I think it's a generational thing. Because, for example, mm -hmm. with me, with my friends who are my age, it's so, it's almost taboo. Like, it's, it's okay, there was one time I was meeting a friend uh, for, for dinner, and he was in a tank top. And... I could tell he shaved his armpits, but he missed a spot. He missed a spot. And then, no, I'm not trying to make fun. It's just like he missed a spot. So you could see like it was very clean one part and there was this part that was sticking out. And then I was just debating because I could see it. And I was like, should I say it? Should I just like, you know, say like, hey, you know, maybe you might want to, you know, just touch up when you're home. Like I wasn't grossed out by it or anything. I just... I understand, right? It happens to all of us. We've all shaved some parts of our body. And missed spots. And missed spots. <laughs> it's, it's normal. Every human being who has tried to shave has experienced it before. Um, and But I knew that he would take that in a bad way. And I think he would take offense. So I just kept quiet and I just didn't bother. But what I notice now, because I work with a lot of teenagers now, and for some odd reason, normally I get a lot of teenage girls in this program that I'm volunteering in. But nowadays i don't know why i get a lot of boys and for some reason they're very open i was telling stephanie that my students like like a whole bunch of boys were talking about how they shave their pubic hair and their armpits and they were discussing how difficult it is sometimes and they're sharing tips on how and these are 16 year old boys discussing shaving armpits with such carefree abandon like they didn't care they didn't have any mm. they weren't mm. conscious about, about it and i really admire that so i mm. think 
um, it's generational. But in terms of society and what they what they like, I think Singapore doesn't really care as long as you're rich and successful. Because I've seen some guys who are so like, like really, you know, they don't give a sh a, a a rat's ass about how they look, but they make mm. a lot of bucks, and you know, people girls flock to it and they're perfectly fine with it. They just okay, you know, he he can fork out for a new BMW or whatever, and and girls talk about it like that. And I think that's why guys sort of like some mm. sort of just don't care because they just think okay, as long as I'm successful. Mm. Girls will flock to me. I'll be a man. I'm manly, mm -hmm. but there mm -hmm. are some that like you know what? Like me, like I'm not very successful. I'm okay. I think I'm okay, but I I I'm very particular. Like I always make sure I shave. So do you think it's kind of like a given? <laughs> so do you think it's like kind of a give and take? You either be successful and like not look good, or if you're not that successful, you make up by ha having good looks. Do you think that's what it is? <laughs> I just think it's a Singapore context like I said I can't speak mm -hmm. for the world yeah, yeah. but and yeah. even in Singapore context it's very limited but from what I've observed it's like you know because I have seen people um, like you know I have female friends and then they introduce me to their guys and I'm like oh my god and <laughs> they they're not like they're not pillars of society in the sense they're not lawyers or doctors or whatever like you know where you have to sort of have a like a proper per personal image they do their own personal businesses what what business i do not know maybe is drugs or whatever i don't know i don't want to ask and find out and get into trouble but because they rake in a lot of money i think they are okay with that you know i think they are fine with having a lot of money but I mean, mm -hmm. I've told Stephanie before that I always want to be successful, but I really hope that, you know, I, I stay true to myself because, I don't know, I'm the kind of like, you know, the moment I touch my chin and I feel a teeny bit of stubble, I'm like, I need to shave. Unless I'm really <laughs> tired, unless I'm really, really tired and like, you know, I'm just going down to the grocery store, you know, a little bit of stubble, okay, I'm fine, but I'm still aware of it, but I can't just let mm -hmm. myself go and become the Amazon. Especially since because I'm so skinny, if I let so much hair grow, I look like a teenage boy with a hormone problem. So, <laughs> just saying. And like, I guess moving on from that, it's kind of what you said about girls' expectations. Yeah, let's, you must or let's female. Let's reverse female. that. Like, what about females? Like, how is it different? Because I know girls talk a lot about everything. About boys? Yeah. Like, how do like girls... Like, male image? I mean, you can. I think you can start by talking about like girls in terms of like how you guys talk about yourselves, and then how do you guys talk about guys? Like, what do you think, or what have your friends brought up that makes them think that okay, this is what a man should be like? I think what's interesting is I think amongst at least the groups of friends, different groups of friends I have, we all have different expectations on needs in terms of what we want in a man which is a bit strange because I th feel like people often generalize what mm. women want um but I think a lot like it's quite funny because just like the other week we were we were all kind of kind of kind of saying how oh we all like different types of boys so we won't be stealing each other's man um and it's and I think it's kind of like shaped by your previous experiences the different types of men mm. in your life that kind of and yeah, like I think even from a physical perspective, I feel like um, like within my friend circle, all of us are like slightly different body types and slightly different mm. skin color and amount of body hair, <laughs> everything like that. And I think we want someone who would complement your body type. So it's kind of like some people want a lanky, lean, tall guy. Someone else might want a more broader, muscular kind. Like I think it's kind of like, different preferences in terms of from a physical image perspective or what we might find attractive it's kind of like what would be complementary to my body type is mm. like that's what I've kind of observed and obviously there's kind of like girls who like taller guys some girls who don't really mind the height uh, and there's all this kind of thing from like an like emotional or like as you were saying like financial success and that kind of thing again I think it really depends on where we are in life and like, what do we want in the future or like 
Mm. What do we want out of what you're currently looking for in, in a sense? Like, I think some, some girls are looking for like marriage and future and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And some girls are looking for like fun. So it really depends on like, I, I often think that this boys or and I think it goes both ways, right? I think girls feel like they're being stereotyped into like, you need mm. to be one type, but maybe yeah. the same thing applies for like men where they have different preferences. And I think like men think that oh, all girls just want this and that and blah, blah, blah. Like they, I either have to be rich or like this and that. Mm. But I don't think that's the case. And I think nobody, because I think in the media, you you see one type of man or one type of mm. woman as being glorified as this ideal identity, whether in terms of physical attractiveness or like I don't know whether success is the right word but just kind of like I think physical attractive is the main thing um but I think ever since we are young like different people are attracted to different types of things just based on like your cultural influences like what you've grown up with so and I think nobody ever talks about that because I feel like when when you're in a group there's a general thing about oh really you find that cute like I don't think mm. so. I'll I'll say it's a no. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about it in a small group in a bright in a broader context, you're like, oh, he's ugly. He's this. Is that? So yeah, I think there's like a broad range of preferences depending on who you are. Like from your individual. Like I think it's a reflection of the girl themselves in terms of mm. where they are. Their their body like your body issues your body preferences like I always probably used to say like the guys in Singapore are probably way too skinny and then I'll just look like I'm like fat next to them like it's kind of that kind of thing I guess mm-hmm. so I don't know whether that made any sense yeah yeah it does no I was just I was just thinking I was just thinking through as you were explaining and I realized that uh I'm actually very thankful that you know I've met so many men and women and I I'm very thankful that I always think that everyone is beautiful. I I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever been in the position where I thought like someone was ugly, unless they were a jackass, yeah. unless they were a jackass. <laughs> Th- there were some that are like yeah. really good looking, and then they are then they open their mouth, and you can just see the toxic come out, and y- you just shut off. You're like, okay, nope, uh, they're just really really ugly. But I'm very thankful that I can say that. Yeah, I was just gonna say like <coughs> that's the thing. It's not like we're saying anyone is not good looking or good looking. Mm. It's kind of like, but I find this person more attractive to me, but mm. not saying that this person yeah, is yeah. not good looking. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of like nuance. Anyway, yeah, continue. Correct. And I, maybe I, I'm not sure about how you feel about this, but I think for me, because I was bullied so long for my looks. So mm. at first, I think when I told you about, you know, trying to bulk up and everything was because of like, I wanted to just pander to what they expected of me. I thought that, you know, if I look different, then everyone would just give me the respect and leave me alone. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I just decided to really embrace myself. And I think because now I've, I'm in a, I wouldn't say 100%, but I'm in a way better place than before. So when I look at others, I'm always trying to see beauty. Like I'm always trying to see like everything as beautiful. Like, you know, like even little things, because I know what it's like to have been criticized for all the little, little things so if I mm. can, whatever little ways I can, whatever little ways I can find, I will just try to reframe it. Like, oh, he has mm. a really cute smile. He has, you know, really nice hair. He is really fit. She is really beautiful. She has nice legs. She has beautiful eyes. You know, just, just whatever little things. And I think that's how it changes. And maybe that's what a man really is, right? To really be accepting and kind and be open to everyone around you. Unless that person is being a jackass, then by all means, hate on them for all I care. I I wouldn't care. (laughs) So do you think, question, like, you know how girls compliment girls in terms of like their Mm -hmm. looks, as you were saying, like nice eyes, nice body, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like in a straight male community, probably that doesn't happen in between men. The likelihood of that is probably low. But do you think men like... Huh? Zero. (laughs) And and like, do you think men like to be complimented on how they look? If like, They're, if a girl says, like, I have what? a very good analogy for this. I always tell, okay. I always got into a thing with some friends where I tell them that it's the girlfriend code. 
And girls do this all the time. Okay, let me explain. You're, you go to a dinner party and your friend, mm-hmm. your female friend, Stephanie, walks in in the, the most hideous outfit, the most hideous dress mm-hmm. ever. And your friend goes, oh my God, Stephanie, how do I look? And then you go, oh, you look gorgeous. And it's that <laughs> fake thing where, and I, let me explain. It's a fake thing because out of your loyalty to your friend, you want your friend to feel good because you know the honest opinion would hurt them. Okay, okay, let me explain first. Let I me explain. I don't do that. Okay, let me go. go yeah, on. yeah. No, no, I'm saying that a lot of girls are guilty of that. A lot of girls are guilty of mm-hmm. that. And I got into a big thing with my friend, Nigel. Uh, Stephanie knows who Nigel is. Because Nigel would always tell me that I'm beautiful. He will always say that to me. And I'm like, Nigel, I'm not. I look like a dog. <laughs> because back no, then... Yeah, you say that now. But back then, I was like a bow-wow. I was like, earth, 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 earth. Like, I was... <laughs> Ugly, like you. You saw me in NUS. Yeah, I didn't I, think you were ugly. I had horrible acne. Come on, come on, come on, Stephanie. Let's be honest. Okay, I'll come to that. But finish your story. No, no, say it. I had horrible acne, no. right? No. Honestly, honestly, I don't remember it. That's what I'm saying. I feel like no, but, we okay. all kind of. But that was we ten all years kind ago. Of like, but that was ten years ago. We always, I think, over. Um, over-index on our flaws, but actually to an outside person, you don't. Okay, okay. And I'm the kind of person who doesn't observe these kind of things. Like some people come to me and be like, oh, they have a nice nose and nice eyes. And I'm like, I just look at a general face and then be like a general vibe of like, I think they're a nice person. But anyway, continue. But I guess for me, that was the thing. And so uh, what I mean by girlfriend code is Nigel would say that I'm really beautiful. And I, I know mm. he's lying to make me feel better. And, I, and I'm thankful for that. I'm really thankful because I know that if he said I look ugly, I would be crushed. Because but why would... Okay, continue. No, finish no. your story. Finish your point. Finish your point. Why would... I, I don't think Nigel would have meant it... Would, would ever think that you're ugly. Because I don't think that's what it is. Um, he might have told you to make you feel better. But I don't think any of your close friends would ever say that you're ugly. Because if they do that... Or think that they're you're ugly because if they do that, they're not really your friends. But anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, I had to cut off some people off for that. But anyway, but I mean, that's I think that's the problem because like uh, now, right? Because now I, you know, I've done some things to help my face. Not surgery. I've not gone for plastic surgery, but I've done some things that really helped my skin, and I'm really, 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 really so happy with my skin now. So now, when I look at my picture in the past, like ten years ago, I always would show Nigel and be like, "You see what I mean? You see what I mean?" Like, and and then, and I get it that he's trying to be nice, and he, I think he also meant it. Like, you know, he thinks I'm beautiful in the sense in the person that I am. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And the kindness that I showed him, because he always said that I was the first person to reach out a hand of friendship when we were in school together. I was the first one to say hello to him. And at first he judged me because I was like the most chirpy person in school. But, you know, I just thought like, oh, this poor guy is just sitting alone. Let me like be his friend. You know, and, and I think that's why he found me beautiful. And I'm, you know, it really makes me happy. Um, but to your point, yes, yeah, straight guys never compliment each other. Because I think, especially from a Singapore context, it comes from a fear of being seen as gay. So mm. they don't do it because they don't want to be seen as gay. But on their own, they want to be complimented. Because for me, like, they are always... I have a lot of guy friends who always ask me, like, hey, Asri, do I look good? And I'm like, yeah, why? Asri, uh, my biceps are big. And I'm like, why are you asking me all this sort of shit? Okay, but anyway. Question. Because when you started the um, the podcast, you talked about how there's all this like sexual organ comparison. Yeah. How does that How does that work if they don't? Because that's like trying to complement each other, right? They don't. Is it? It's not a. It's not really a verbal thing because it's like you know boys use urinals, right? So boys never admit mm-hmm. this and they never say that they look, but they always. You can always see sometimes they. they accidentally glance or as they turn, they can accidentally. See, accidentally, <laughs> and then. You can tell, you can tell when they see someone who's smaller, they're like, oh, 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 I'm bigger. Oh, oh, oh. Or, or I think, okay, let's be very honest. There are some boys that watch porn. Let's be very honest. There are people who watch mm. pornography. And I think some. when they, some, some, some people do, most, right? Some. Most, some, whatever it is. Um, and I think when, when they see like, you know, the actors and they see that they are, and they realize that, you know, they are bigger and they are not a porn star. They're like, oh, ho, ho, I'm bigger than a porn star. Oh, ho, ho. And you're like, mm, okay, 
like okay sure like mm, okay so i think and i think like, that's that's uh one thing yeah yeah sorry sorry i haven't even finished girlfriend code okay okay okay. Yeah. so there was actually a study that actually came out it was a psychology uh, paper that was published in i forgot which journal of psychology which basically proved that when men or women receive compliments from females they are less likely to believe it as compared to when they receive compliments from a man so basically that shows you that girlfriend code is not something i made up it's true mm-hmm. because men i think first first of all men are very honest brutally honest sometimes and second men don't want to compliment for fear of being gay or inappropriate mm-hmm. depending on the context so i think when a man compliments you it's a big thing for them to like oh my god she's so mm-hmm. beautiful i want to pay her compliment you know what i mean like does that make sense i hope mm-hmm. that makes sense but do you think so okay if i understand you're right um if a man compliments another man that's genuine is that what you're saying mm. and like if a girl compliments them they think it's fake they will immediately assume that it's mm. not sincere you know, like they think that they're just being yeah, nice they I, think I, they I think girls that, are being nice Do you think girls are being Yeah, nice? and like and I think the same thing applies for girls as well. Like I think there's definitely a meme going around um where if a guy compliments me I'm like what the fuck are you talking about? But if a girl compliments me I'll try to believe it more. Um really? I think it's the same kind. Oh. Yeah. Like I to be honest I hate pe- people complimenting me in general. Um yeah, like I, I know that. <laughs> I'm aware. In general in general cuz just like mm, cringe um but like if if a girl i think it depends on who who that person is as well but like it's almost like if a guy compliments you it's kind of like like what do they want type of and maybe that's just me um and like i think it's the same kind of principle where that is an assumption that they like you or they're interested in you romantically so they will compliment you to be nice but if it's a girl then it's kind of like um they they mean it they understand like we're in the same level so i think that probably applies to men as well mm. so that's that's an interesting like, that's an interesting mm. uh, alternative point of view because i've never looked at it that way yeah and like to your earlier point like i I am the kind of person who will be like quite upfront if it looks ugly I'll tell you it looks ugly but I guess it depends on who I'm talking to though um mm. and and like I think sometimes it's kind of like you just need validation if it looks good and you're just kind of asking a second opinion so you rather have an honest opinion um and I guess I think moving on from, yeah I on. think sometimes we ask whether it's a um, a boy or a girl a man or a woman i think whenever we ask our friends it's always about validation right it's always about like yeah. you know trying to make sure is it just in our heads because mm. i realize now okay, i'm sorry to keep repeating this but now that i feel like my skin is a lot better i don't really ask you much do i i'm 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 more like sending you selfies like morning stephanie and i send a very bright beaming face of me like mm-hmm. looking gorgeous and i'm just very happy about it um yeah. but i i i don't I, i mean of course when i get compliments i'm very happy people like say oh my god your skin is so good now and i'm like oh, thank you but <laughs> but <laughs> but i don't like worry about it as i did in the past and i think um mm. that has helped me move away from that but at the same time i try to really help people around me feel better because i know mm. what it's like to be in that dark place and like struggle a lot mm. so yeah especially because i work with teenagers right and you know oh, i i just have a very very short story we are sort of running a little bit over but um you know i deal with teenagers and there are there are a lot of boys there was this boy because i have this thing where i address everyone as handsome or gorgeous whether it's a boy or girl I just call them and i was just like saying hey gorgeous you made a mistake here he's like please la sorry sorry let me not use singlish in case they are listeners not from singapore so this one just went oh sir please don't call me gorgeous i'm so ugly and i was like oh my god you look like this and you think you're ugly like it's quite 
it's heartbreaking because like I don't know where they got that from. Maybe social media, maybe their friends have made. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. teenagers are quite insensitive about comments, right? Sometimes it's just mm-hmm. a passing remark. Hey, ugly, but it the friend takes it to heart. So I try to really uplift students and I always try to remind my students like, hey, you know, you're really good looking. Or I will try mm-hmm. to make it like really teasing or like joking. I'll be like, oh my God, why are you so good looking? What's your secret? Mm-hmm. What do you do every day? Sort of thing, just to mm-hmm. help them feel better. But yeah. 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 And I guess one last point before we kind of wrap up is the kind of whole societal expectation of what being a man is. I feel like a lot of the, the whole masculinity, like being built or muscular and broad Mm. and like that kind of image also comes with the expectation that you need to be like this hero protector and that kind of thing Mm. that society places on men um do you think like is that the like I feel like when when you think about what when when you say define man like I feel like that's the image that comes to mind because that's what's been Mm. ingrained ingrained in society like how do you feel about that I think you're right. That was a very good point when you said that, you know, define men. Like, if you ask anyone to be very honest about it, and you ask them, define men, define what makes a man, they're going to tell you, like, that kind of guy, you know, like someone who looks really good. Mm. Uh, Someone who loves K-pop would give, like, the name of some K-pop celebrity who's really fit and handsome and, you know, perfect teeth, white, beautiful white teeth, and all that sort of stuff. So I think, yeah, there is a pressure and, um, you know, in the book, I, I realized we've been talking and talking and we forgot to sort of link it to the book, which is yes. the, the whole thing. But, you know, in the book, I always uh, wrote about how Blue and Chase, two of them, they are different in the sense that they have very different attitudes, but both of them are very particular about their physical appearances. And they are always trying to look very strong, especially to Alex. They always want to impress Alex in a way that they are the dependent, mm. dependable, reliable friend. But, you know, sometimes Blue realizes that he can't keep up the charade because, you mm. know, there's always a lot of things, emotional, emotional stuff that's mm. festering in his heart. So to your point, Stephanie, yeah, I do think that unfortunately, you know, because of everything we've been exposed to, right, whether it's Greek mythology, uh, portraits, pictures, posters, media, entertainment. We've seen men as a very mm-hmm. beautiful stuff. Y- you don't have plus models for men. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. don't have. Pl- yeah, that you don't have plus models for Calvin Klein underwear ads. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. You, you don't yep. have anything like that, right? When you go to mm. when you go to billboards for clothes, you don't have any plus size guys. Only recently mm-hmm. they have they are starting to so called rebrand it for women because they are starting to realize that you know women connect more when it's a more realistic mm-hmm. portrayal of the average woman, the normal everyday woman. And it's not that we are not beautiful, right? We're all be- I think we're all beautiful in our own ways, um, mm. and we can be beautiful too. But like maybe we just need to celebrate it a little bit more. And, you know, like, yeah. yeah, be proud. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a nice way to wrap up because I think, as, as as we're talking about, like, when we think man and, like, all the different stereotypes that come to mind, yeah, um, I feel like we all have varying, ex- I was saying, like, each one of us have varying expectations of, in terms of looks, in terms of hair, mm. like, eyes, body shape, and all of that. Like, all kind of comes to this, like, like, there like in in society there's like kind of what that one definition and yeah as you said we've just started like progressing in terms of embracing all the different types of women out there but it's mm. not as openly spoken about when it comes to men um and i think there's there's so much fluidity in what it means to be a man and like different women expect different things from what a man is or like different men if it's like a gay relationship like expect different things from yeah. their partners as well um, but like it's often reduced to that one thing and it, it goes both ways um, but I think it's not as spoken about for men so what in that sense like what would you give in terms of a piece of advice for men to embrace their own manliness in whatever way or form what would you tell them 
I think the first thing is like if you can find a little thing to be happy about with yourself. Stephanie sent a picture mm. to me today uh, about it was a, a meme. I think I'm not sure if it's a meme or a photo. I don't know how to de- describe that, but basically it was a quote, and basically this <laughs> woman was telling her child, uh, "You could be whatever it is, but the." Best thing is to be happy because being happy is the hardest thing in life, and mm. if you can achieve it, no one can take it away from you. And in this world, especially currently, it is so difficult to be happy because everyone is judging things on such unrealistic scales. Mm. But if you can find mm. little things, because for me, honestly, I think the only way that I'm, I've really made peace is that you know I honestly every day will say that I'm healthy. I'm. Mm. I have a few bucks in the bank. I have my senses. I don't have any illnesses. I have a few friends. You know, that's a lot more than what a lot of people have. And I think that's mm. where I started to slowly move. Like you know, my skin is getting better. You know, my hair is beautiful. Just little things like that. And then I started realizing that you know I was quite fit. I could you know I'm not very fit. I'll be very honest. I'm not very fit. My cardiovascular endurance is not very good as well. So when Stephanie said about two point four, I totally understand because I was the boy that always failed two point four. I had to really work at it because I didn't want to fail and go into remediation for PE. So if to the boys out there who might be struggling, I think if you can find a little thing about yourself, if you are good at a certain sport, if you are good at a certain subject, if you are healthy, mm-hmm. if you are talented at making your friends laugh, if Whatever it is, you know, just little things. I think the world now is so focused on big things that we don't, we can't even celebrate like little successes anymore. But if you can find that for yourself, I think that's a huge, huge advantage. And once you're able to be happy with one little thing, then I find like it's mm. easier to find two little things and then three, and then it mm. sort of builds up from there. And this is not something that will happen overnight. For me, it has taken years and years, but conscious effort over many, many years and. I think once you do that, you realize that you know, hey, it's fine. But before Stephanie wraps up with her final thoughts, I just wanted to say that you know, whatever I've spoken today is really just my personal opinion. Uh, I hope I've not offended any men or women out there with my points of views. Um, and whatever I've said, I hope that you know everyone can just take it with a grain of salt and understand it's just my personal opinion. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, and I, look. But this whole podcast is just kind of our personal opinion and experiences. And we're just kind of trying to have a conversation based on what we've kind of experienced. And like, as as we said, like it's based on his book because that's kind of his lived experience of being a boy slash man. Um, And yeah, I, I completely agree with what you say in terms of, I think it's like the whole manliness thing. It's the same thing about what it means to be a woman, right? Like there's this kind of like defined expectations of what it is supposed to be but I as as you say kind of like if you start embracing parts of yourself that you like and enjoy and like are Mm. confident about you slowly start to build that confidence and you start to associate that with your masculinity or femininity um and I think as it like yeah it doesn't happen overnight I think like we've all been there where we were insecure about our image and what that means in Mm. terms of being a man or being a woman or being yourself um and because we are often kind of put into boxes um and i think and i think the whole blurred thoughts concept is kind of like embracing that whole spectrum and fluidity of every single person that exists